0: Hello, my friends. This is Andy and Hedia coming to you live from oh, Yorbelinda. You
1: know <laughs> Look at that. Three days away, and you already forgot my name.
0: <laughs> I did not forget today. I see how you are. I was looking and noticing that it appears that our internet is low today. Oh, there it goes. Uh, hello. This is Andy and Hedia coming to you live from Yorbelinda, California for the Living, Fearless Devotional. How are you, Hedia?
1: I'm great. It's part of a production of <laughs> resurrectministry.com where you can find all of our content to deepen your walk with Christ. If you have not met him yet, or you're a longtime believer, we hope you find resources uh, that'll bless you, whether it is past episodes of the show, uh, Andy's fearless man, podcast books um, that we like. I actually want to add some more books that I've learned about recently and Bible resources, worship bands, pastors, you can listen to, and please drop us a line. If there's anything that we could pray for you for, or if you just want to comment, Uh, we always get interesting emails. I love reading those. And if you care to donate, you're also welcome to do that as well. Just click the donate now button. Yes,
0: absolutely. Um, you know what I, I want to check into a little bit further is Liberty University. Yes. That's where pastor Jack was speaking, I believe today. And, um, just what little I saw of the the band was amazing. Young kids playing. They sounded amazing. They sounded fantastic. Very professional. Um, and, um, you know, just the the room, the, it was an auditorium the size of like a Honda Center full of people, full of kids.
1: Oh, Yeah,
0: so I would like to look into that. Maybe we could add that if it, uh, I'm, I'm sure if Jack uh, is going there speaking, I'm pretty sure his team has probably checked it out. And he's been going there for years. Oh, yeah, so.
1: no, it's one of the only schools that he endorses.
0: So we should probably endorse that, that university. The, the, the thousands of people that visit our website, will send <laughs> their kids there.
1: Why <laughs> you laugh? We'd have to find a new category to stick it in. <laughs>
0: Well, we want to put Liberty Ed for Calvary Chapel, Chino Hills for their uh, homeschool uh, high yeah, school education. Have to
1: think of what category to make. Yeah. And if you, for any reason, enjoy this content, please like, share, subscribe this message. Whether you're watching on Facebook, YouTube, Rumble, whatever it may be, LinkedIn, mm-hmm. um, please hit the like button if that helps with our algorithm reach and um, subscribe. That's yes. a blessing to us as well. Absolutely.
0: And then in the description, we have uh, LifeWise, a company that um is I'm a founder of, along with a lot of people that watch right now. We have quite a few listeners that are have joined me as a uh, founder. Awesome. So go to LifeWise. We have products, these aren't cigarettes. I know they look like cigarette packs of cigarettes, uh, but they're little strips you put in your mouth. One's to help you sleep, one is to to get you a little bit of a boost and a little bit energized. Not like quite like coffee, but it's um it's a clarity. It's yeah, a I
1: didn't get a boost. Like the the way caffeine pills or like the green tea stuff. Mm -hmm. But I could sense a little bit of clarity. Yeah, it is amazing. Yeah, that's it was really interesting.
0: Just one really quick thing. I had to go um, testify in Baltimore and I'd flown all night long, got at 2 a.m., wake up at 6 a.m., four hours later, and then had to be in the office getting questioned by my client. And then I went into a courtroom and uh, got grilled by both attorneys and the judge uh, for four hours on the stand and the clarity just was amazing. It was probably, <laughs> it sounds funny saying it, but it was one of the better, uh, testimonies I've been able to, I yeah, think I felt really what, good about that's it. That's
1: what I mean. It's like, there's, there's this, there's clarity. Yeah. It's a good name for it.
0: So you can join us at a, as a founder, as part of the business. It'd be awesome. Or you can just be a customer. It doesn't matter either way. All right. So we're reading from Charles Spurgeon morning by morning. Yes. It's been a while since I've been on Cause as I said, I've been in Baltimore. So happy to be back with you guys, and uh, we're here for April 21st, Um, and the reference is Job 19.25, and it says, I know that my Redeemer lives. Charles says, the foundation of Job's comfort lay in that one little word, my, my Redeemer, and in the fact that the Redeemer truly lives, oh, to take hold of the living Christ, We must have a claim to him before we can enjoy him. What good is gold still in the mine? There are plenty of beggars in the gold regions of Peru and California. It is gold in their pockets, not in the mine, that will satisfy their necessities by purchasing the bread they need. So it is with a redeemer who has not redeemed me, or an avenger who will never fight for my life. Of what value are they? Therefore, Never rest until by faith you can say, yes, I have cast myself upon my mm-hmm. living Lord, and he is mine. Perhaps you will find yourself today with a weak and feeble grasp on him, thinking it presumptuous to say, he lives as my redeemer. Yet remember, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you are entitled to say, to say it. Two additional words here are, also express Job's uh, strong confidence. I know there are thousands of believers in Jesus who never go beyond saying I hope, or I believe so, but to experience true peace and comfort, you must be able to say, I know. And words such as if, but, and perhaps are sure murderers of that peace and comfort. Doubts are nothing but gloomy clouds in times of sorrow. Like wasps, they sting at my soul. If I have any suspicion Christ is not mine, I experience the bitterness of vinegar mingled with the gall of death. But if I know Jesus lives for me, darkness is no longer dark and light surrounds me even at night. If Job could say, I know, ages before the coming of Christ, we should never be less sure. And God forbid forbid our positive statement should be presumption. May we see that our evidence is true lest we build our faith on false hope. And may we never be satisfied with stopping at the mere foundation. For it is from the upper floors we have the greatest view. A living redeemer who is truly mine is an expressible and glorious joy. Ta-da! Yay. What do you want to start with? Well, I, I really needed to understand that, you know, in coming to the, in the faith of being a godly man, as opposed to a Christian, that understanding that, that I have to truly accept him as my redeemer, not, you know, yeah, it's pretty cool that he died on the cross and yeah, you know, yeah, he's like, that's a, that's really awesome that he did that, but not really saying to myself, he is my redeemer. He did that for me. Yes. It's a completely different thing. Like sometimes somebody will do something for you and you just, they hand it to you and you grab it and you walk away. You you don't say thank you. You don't appreciate it. There's no like, wow, that was awesome. That all the things you had to go through in order to give that to me. It's like this, like, ah, so what? Big deal. No, that's a really big deal. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) So there's that aspect of it, but then having the, you know, totally accepting it and making making it yours, making it your gift that he has given you and uh, making it a part of your everyday thought and life and yes. experience. I think that's a huge, so that's number one for me. I have a number two, but I want to wait and see what you have to say. Are you sure? Yeah. You can go
1: to No. No? Okay. Well, my number one is we must have a claim to him before we can enjoy him. And so this kind of corresponds to this study I'm doing right now about predestination and election. God's foreknowledge. And the reality is I've listened to some great scholars and everybody says nobody can really understand this mystery of God with any certainty, but there are a variety of schools of thought that God's foreknowledge, that the predestination and election is based on God's foreknowledge, that he knew who would choose Christ and therefore he chooses them. The second opinion is total depravity. Man is incapable of making that choice. And therefore it is all by the choice of God. Mm. But either way, the result is God has to will us to come to faith. And when you think of it that way, that we are God's gift to the son, the father's gift to the son, that we are his redeemed, that we are his love gift, so to speak. Mm. Um, How, how truly lucky, how blessed we are. That we were chosen, because in that great vastness of the universe, when He is making the earth and the skies and the creatures, He chose, He predestined who would come to faith, mm. and we are <laughs> among the elect. Yeah, that's it's amazing. It's just a, it really adds a a depth to um, the idea of salvation that it it is. You know, we, there's this tension between witnessing and evangelizing. People say, well, if everything's predestined, why do we bother? Well, we bother because Jesus told us to and because we don't know who's predestined. But there is also a um, a comfort for not only knowing that you're chosen, but this surrender that happens when you can let go of even the result of somebody's salvation, because As a parent, as a family member, we have so we have people in our lives that aren't saved and we're constantly worrying, oh, God, what can I do? You know, what more can I do? How much more can I tell them? What what is this my fault? You know, and at the end of the day, it's not. I mean, assuming we've done the basics, you know, we've we've witnessed to them. It's not up to us. And there's a freedom. There's a there's a freedom from the anxiety, from the stress, from the worry that this that is somehow in our control mm. because when you think about your own walk or my just radical encounter with christ that it is it would have been impossible without him seeking me like it just it was it was a road i never even dreamed of walking down it was just not it was not even in my field of vision um and so there's something extremely powerful about that there's something freeing about it that it's we witness, we share because it's a commandment, and we do that because Jesus tells us to. But ultimately, it's all um, in the hands of God.
0: Oh, that was beautiful. Is mm-hmm. it? Yeah. Thank you.
1: <laughs> I've been thinking about this for two weeks straight now.
0: <laughs> My other part, just really quick, is I think about you know you've all you've probably known these guys, especially in Beverly Hills, who. Um, really don't have the money or the status. But they want you to think they have the money and the status. Oh, yes. And so they they have... They they, they you, can, you, you can spot them right away. They're the, they're the guy that has the $100 bill on the outside of a bunch of $1, $1 yeah. bills. <laughs> right? His pocket always pulls it out. And then if, if it were actually flip open, you'd see that it's just a one underneath the $100 oh. bill. Or just if there's something about him, you can tell. And that is that is like a... A guy wanting everybody to think he's a Christian. Huh? He's walking around like I'm all that. I'm I'm Christian. I'm so good. Yay! And uh, deep down inside, he's just a bunch of one dollar bills. Uh, and then you have a guy who actually has the money, but he he's just he, he just he doesn't need to flash it. He doesn't need to show you. He you can tell though in the way that he talks and walks and acts. Yes. And uh, you just go, well, wow, that that guy that guy's got something. Yes. And that's that's like when you have the Redeemer. Like when you when you walk around with, with God as your life partner, you you just walk like in in light and with confidence. And Jack even said it today in this talk that he was giving to the the kids at Liberty University. And uh, he goes, "Bullying's actually kind of good for you." Like he was just saying, like these kids that walk around and they say they get bullied. He goes, "That's actually good training for being a Christian." <laughs> <laughs> it's just just it's just it's just like you water off the the back of a duck. Yes. He goes, You just walk around people, blow, like, you just laugh at them, like, okay, whatever. And you move on. And the crowd cheered. Like, he ah, goes, That's so true. Imagine. Because when you're walking with God, these, and even like we were talking about before, even fear of death, even fear of COVID, even fear of whatever, the CCP. We yes. have <laughs> been watching a lot the, of Steve Bannon lately. Right? The CCP um, <laughs> is uh, okay, but I got God. Like, I, I don't care what you are going to throw at me yes. either way. Yeah,
1: especially
0: it. as the world gets crazier. Yeah, so I, I don't know why I had that picture of the the guy that's actually poor that acts like he's rich, but that's the thing. Like they're yes. always in danger of and in fear that they're going to be found out. Yes, that they're going to be tested. That some in the in the, somebody's going to say something to them, and they're going to you know. So those are, that's the first guy that gets in a fight because now he's got to fight because he doesn't have anything else. Right. Where <laughs> nah. a, a Christian is walking with God, you have God walking with you. There's nothing to fear. There's nothing Amen. to worry about. So
1: absolutely. So sorry, I
0: got the little picture in my head. I couldn't get rid of it. I couldn't shake it. Schnugs.
1: You didn't have to.
0: You were to say hi to Cindy.
1: No, we didn't say hi um, to anybody. What? Hi, Cindy. Mm-hmm. Congratulations on the B&B. That's so sweet. What a great idea. The seasons. That was so cute. Me and Andy were like,
0: wow, what effort. So you got to tell everybody what we're talking about.
1: Oh yeah. Cindy <laughs> has just started a new Airbnb. So um she was describing to us that she is doing um seasons. Each room is gonna be a different season and she's doing a little art room. I'm hoping they're not gonna steal your art supplies. But <laughs> and it's just for a particular so type valuable. of clientele. I don't know. She didn't say that. No. But it's just really sweet. She's already got two customers. So we're praying for success and provision. Uh Cindy to to help uh, support your ministry. That's so beautiful. This yeah, is made- an
0: Airbnb ministry, which is yes. so amazing.
1: Absolutely. Kate, Good day, Kate. And Kate's saying, uh, mine is that he is in control of the outcome. I'm reading Job at the moment, and I'm inspired that no matter what, he lost his faith. No matter what he lost, his faith was God was in control of his life. Yes, nothing can happen to us that God um, doesn't allow.
0: Yeah and that's the other powerful thing i think that i kind of missed out of not being a um walking uh, with god in the way that i do now when i was a police officer the thing that i miss out on is the ability to respond to a call where the or evil surely has uh, presented itself and not blaming god i mean how many days weeks months years did I waste blaming God for a crime scene that I had to go to involving wow. a child or something like that? I, 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 it stayed with me for years. It, it, it caused me to have to see a psychiatrist. It caused me probably relationships. A
1: lot of people say that, you know what I'm and saying? Law it, enforcement, but it, firefighting too.
0: Yeah. But those things happen today. And I understand that it's not God. I was saying it was God. <laughs> doing it uh, allowing it doing it I mean there what may have allows, been allows it but, but, it, but he was the one, the one it doing was his it. fault that it was happening <laughs> um, and just having that struggle um, just I think would have obviously would have been so much different knowing to go to him when I see stuff like that not to blame him and yell at him and right. scream at him and cuss at him and then run away from him mm. two different two yeah. different ways of living wow <laughs> Very different. Wow. And that just hit me.
1: And I like this other quote. There are thousands of believers in Jesus who never go beyond saying, I hope so. Oh, I believe so. And to experience a true peace and comfort, you must be able to say, I know, I know that I know that I know. It is so true. It is so unfortunate for any Christian to still question whether they are. And I mean, that's a good indicator of where you are in your walk with Christ is if, if you do, not have the certainty, then there's something missing. And that, Mm. that connection that established that relationship should be made stronger. There's some surrendering, some repentance, some turning to uh, Francis Chan had put out this, uh, this talk last week about um, he's, he is Jesus, your Lord. And it's kind of an elementary concept, but he's like, there's this whole, you know, uh, a decade or so ago where people were, um, really ready to accept Jesus as the savior. Oh, great. He saves me. I go to paradise done. Um, but didn't want to make him Lord. And that's really, um, I think where people end up like this, not knowing the the surety of their salvation because they walked with us, but we're not among us. We're not of us. And they left, they left, they walked with us, they left, but they, they were with us, but not of us. Mm. As Peter says, because, you, if you don't accept Jesus as your Lord, as the Lord of your life, in control of, um, you know, how you live your life, um, then there's something missing and it causes that uncertainty. Interesting. Nice. Uh, Cindy says, so much better to run to Jesus than get mad and run away. And big difference between I know and I hope
0: mm-hmm, yeah, I was in the hope I hope category for many, many years, right yeah, I think so,
1: yeah, I hope and and I mean, it's such a good now you look back, you're like, wow, what a good show. I know, <laughs> because you probably didn't. you mm. were walking alongside, but maybe you hadn't received the spirit, and yep. that's why you questioned it because it's only by virtue of the indwelling of the Holy Spirit the certainty of. That relationship with God that uh, with Christ and the and the Holy Spirit indwelling that you have the certainty. Mm -hmm. So that's a sign that maybe that certainty didn't exist then. There Mm -hmm. are people as you experience who will spend 10, 20, 30 years in the church and be really surprised. Many are called, but few are chosen. Mm
0: -hmm. And never see them on a daily basis. You you just have to open your eyes and you'll see them everywhere. See it all day long. I see it all day long. Yep. I see it more often than you because I like animals.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Are you telling my secrets? Cindy, at my mom and sister's funerals, the rabbis were uncertain of the outcome after death and they both Mm. said we hope for the best. Yeah, Muslims are the same thing. Muslims at a funeral, it's panic time. Every I mean if they are devout, they are panicking, praying over the body, washing it, crying, you know, praying that the angels of death will be merciful. I mean, it is it is a scary, scary thing.
0: I thought that was interesting at your dad's funeral because you, you, I mean, did everything for your dad uh, towards the end. And I'm, I'm sure even leading up to that. Um, and then when it was done, <laughs> when it was done, you were done. Like he's in heaven now. Like why? Yeah. Uh, or he's not? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he either is or he isn't. Um, but uh, they continued on the, the grave and the the whole, oh, so It's Still going. And after year. Yeah, yeah, and then a year anniversary, they had to have all like, okay, we have to make sure and still like he could still be like in limbo possibly. Yeah. Right?
1: <laughs> yeah, this is a lot of stress. This is a lot of anxiety. And it actually was very difficult for me to explain to my mom because I didn't go to the grave site. Um, we were at the, we were at the funeral parlor, but I, I refused sight. Um And she's like, why, why won't you go? And I was like, cause he's not there, you know? Yeah. So um, it was, yeah, the, the certainty that we have in Christ and what happens at death is very, very different in other religions.
0: I was a little concerned cause I thought maybe she might've thought that I was keeping you from going to the, no, trip. no, she never thought that. Okay, good. No. <laughs> I remember that day thinking, hope she doesn't think that i no. You know, you're just staying over here because of me. I was a little concerned. Um, let's go to the scripture.
1: Job 19.25. I know that my redeemer lives and that in the end he will stand on the earth. It's fascinating that Job is saying this, right? Because Christ hasn't walked the earth yet. Mm. But he had that same surety even with his just his faith in God. Um, Matthew seventeen twenty. He replied, because you have so little faith. Truly, I tell you, if you had faith the size of a mustard seed, you could say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move. Nothing will be impossible for you. Such a great promise of God, right? Mm-hmm. Think about it. Matthew 27, 34. They gave him vinegar to drink mingled with gall, and when he had tasted thereof, he would not drink. And First Peter 1, 8 Though you have not seen him, you love him. And even though you do not see him now, you believe in him and are filled with an inexpressible and glorious joy. Is that not the truth? It's a truth bomb. Filled with an inexpressible <laughs> and glorious joy that we do not see him, though we have not met him in the flesh. Um, we know him.
0: And let's hear what Jim has to say, Schnuggs.
1: It is evident throughout scripture that the Lord wants us to have assurance of our faith and salvation. I write these things to you who believe in the name of the son of the God so that you may know you have eternal life. First John five thirteen. Let us draw near to God with a sincere heart to full assurance of faith. Hebrews ten twenty two. The apostle Paul reminds us numerous times of the importance of the resurrection of Jesus as if to say what good would it be to have a dead redeemer? He proclaimed, if Christ has not been raised, your faith is futile. You are still in your sins. That's from 1 Corinthians 15, 17. So Father, I thank you. I know that my redeemer lives and intercedes with you on my behalf. He is able to save completely those who come to God through him because he always lives to intercede for them. And that's Hebrews seven twenty five.
0: All right, this is going to sound very, I guess, I don't know if it's childish is the right word, <laughs> but it, it is such a now, it is such an important aspect that seems like Christian 101, to believe that Jesus lives, he died on the cross, he rose again three days later, mm-hmm. and that he will be back to take us. Father all you know, that is just—I mean, especially just in the last few years, it just seems like that's so so ba- so basic. But I—I I don't know that I really thought about any of that before. I mean, I hear it now, and it's like, yes, oh my, this, yes, of course, like there's no doubt in my mind. But before, it was just believing in God.
1: Ah, oh, well, that's what's. Missing. And then
0: Christmas, we talked about Jesus got hung on the cross. I mean, that, that's kind of how we talked about it. That's fascinating. But, but really, no.
1: You've heard the Christmas and Easter story probably 25 years.
0: No, I've heard it all my entire, my 60 years, my entire life I've heard about really? it. Right. I mean, Silent Night.
1: And that simple gospel, those simple facts right. didn't occur to you.
0: Not in that way. Not That's that so it was wild. like an important part of, of your faith. That's it, was, it was a story in a book. Oh, my God. But how, how, and I hope I'm saying this right, because it's it's not that I didn't know about it. I mean, Jesus got, you know, got nailed to the cross. Of course you knew. Um, I didn't realize how torturous it was until probably, you know, um, the passion, passion of, the of the Christ. Christ, probably. I mean, I knew it was pretty bad, but, uh, uh, you know, maybe a couple whips here and there. But when I saw it, I go, whoa, that's crazy. But, you know, and you, you got you got told that he got put in a tomb and that, yeah, he raised again. But it was a, it was like this, it was just... A, a passing story <laughs> like how how important it is to our faith that what um jim say it says here in charles you know talking about the essentialness of it that if it, if you don't understand that and accept that then you have nothing he proclaimed that if christ has not been raised your faith is futile yes you are still in your sin like if you don't
1: monkey and monkey out. <laughs>
0: And when I hear talk- Jack talk about it now, it's like, yes, I know exactly what's that is so key to my faith now. Yes. But if you were to ask Andy at 30 years old, it'd it just been they would have been like Noah. It'd have been like you know uh, the parting of the Red Sea. It's like just another incident. It's another incident in the Bible. Yeah. Do you hear what I'm saying? That it's not I that did. I didn't know it. It's not that I didn't hear about it. It's just I did not realize how essential it is to our faith. It seems weird saying that now, because I know it's I, essential. It just sounds really elementary.
1: Well, it's interesting, because when you say that, it reminds me of the kids, these videos I watch of kids that leave the, the church um, and go to Islam, spe- specifically the ones I, I'm watching these days. And I think it's that exact thing is that they don't understand they're leaving the surety of Christ and eternal security, um, and the indwelling of the Holy spirit for uncertainty in a God that promises nothing. And they don't realize, they don't realize that what they, what they're giving up. I'm giving up this, that Jesus died and resurrected so that I would be free. He took my penalty. They don't realize they just gave that up to go into a religion where you will account for every single penalty, even not crossing the old lady across the street. Every single penalty is now on your head and they don't think about it. They just don't think about the significance of that.
0: Right. Wow. It is. It is crazy. (laughs) And there's so much crazy going on right now that you leave. The surety. To go to the, who knows?
1: I mean, all is you have to do is know, no. where, yeah. Which is uh, all you have to know is enough of yourself to know that you're going nowhere good. Because if you are honest about yourself, about who you are and what you do, then you think, oh my god, this is all on me, right. on my account. I'm doomed. <laughs>
0: yes. I'm doomed. I, I know me.
1: Yes. <laughs> Most people are just not honest enough. <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right. What are people saying here? We got. Uh, I think we're. I know. You know where we're at? Yes.
1: They say a Kedish once a year, memory of the dead. Yes, that's exactly. Muslims do the same thing. Mm. And Cindy says, Have you seen how small a mustard seed is? Yes, amen. So small, yet faith is so powerful.
0: I get stuck between my teeth once in a while. That's how small it is.
1: Yeah. Ah. Cindy says, I heard the Passover story for 20 years and never saw Jesus in the story until I was saved and put on a Passover Seder. I was shocked to see Jesus in it. The Holy Spirit opens our eyes wow. and our hearts. Yes, actually, I am. I didn't get that at first, Cindy. I got to admit, Like I, I hear it talked about all the time that that Jesus is the fulfillment of the Passover. And it wasn't until um, the sweet ceremony we did at Calvary Chapel Chino Hills where we relived this Seder and they went through every single part of it explaining where Christ was in it that I was like, Ah, uh, I think I actually get this now. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it's yeah. awesome.
0: It, that really is another aspect of going to Calvary Chapuchona Hills is learning that Jesus is in the Old Testament, yes, all over it. Exactly. And
1: and that's why the Old Testament's so important. Yeah. Wow. Awesome.
0: Um, you wrote another article for the Christian Post. I did. I heard, I heard on the grapevine. I want to put the link in the in the chat, so you can read it. Um, oh, that seems extra long for some reason. Because it uh, it's
1: coming one? because it's coming through Facebook for some reason. It's
0: weird, so weird. Sorry, let me let me try it again, just in case you guys. Some somebody, somebody may not have Facebook; they're on LinkedIn or something like that. So let's try it again. Oops, where am I? Yeah, uh, oh, I, there I, it is. I, Yes, he gave me some errors there, too. Oh, did it again. Hold it's on, okay. sorry, folks.
1: No, uh, yeah, I mean, that one, all, I, there's one that went up on the Living Fearless one. Yeah. Um, This one went through,
0: the Living Fearless ones. Okay, through. so if you're on YouTube yeah. or Facebook, you should be able to see it.
1: And, and um, uh, Resurrect ministry.
0: So the uh, reason I wanted to bring that up, not only to make sure that people read it and see it that it's in the Christian Post, but um, when we're talking about details of tonight's devotional about making sure that you understand how important it is to understand that Jesus lived. Um, and then he died for us. He rose again three days later and all of the aspects of it. And then as you know, that he's your redeemer, all the important things of being able to live with Christ every day in your life, that Holy spirit. Um, as we go into the future uh, with what's happening in the world, the attacks that are clearly coming, Mm. Uh, to Christians, yes, that that's where we really are going to see those people that are actually believers and those that are not, because they're going to get yes. a, they're going to get attacked,
1: yes, um, and they're going to
0: fall away. They have to make a choice between continue being a Christian or simply even their job, and they will forsake Jesus Christ to keep their job. We've already seen it. Yes, what. What do you see based on your article? um, What do you see is coming? What do you think is coming for us here in the United States mostly?
1: Well, I, what I, the point I made in the article was that, you know, in 20 plus years of counterterrorism against Islamic extremism, we were (laughs) never allowed to talk about religiosity. I mean, you were rare. uh, Did you ever, do you ever remember reporters saying that? Yes. And this was a devout Muslim. This person was a devout Muslim. I mean, it, it just unheard of. It was implied you knew by his name, Muhammad, that he was a Muslim. Right. <laughs> they showed a picture. They allowed it to be implied, but it was never explicitly said. Mm. Um and that was on purpose. That was very intentional by the government not to stigmatize Muslims. But in this gentleman's case, all we hear about is that he's a Christian,
0: and this is the guy that took the. A documents. Jack
1: Tierra that took the documents out. Uh, he was an Air Guardsman, and he supposedly had these very high level documents. That is, that's also preposterous in and of itself. But that he, um, that he was a Christian, and that he loved the, and he loved guns, and he was a patriot, and he was a libertarian. A, a, a comment, a seventeen year old, like, how in the world would he make a? Co- what seventeen year old knows what a libertarian is in the <laughs> first place?
0: Um, but it's all the, the words that the, the uh, FBI and DOJ are using as tags for terrorists. Patriot. Right. Christian.
1: Loves guns. <laughs> Loves
0: guns. <laughs> right. And it's just
1: it, and there's no public outcry. Mm. And I and I have to say that I didn't mention this in the article, but it's really a criticism against the Christian community for not standing up and being like, how dare you cri- categorize this guy as a Christian? The Muslim community goes bananas. You even mention that the guy's remotely brown and they just come out saying, this is Islamophobia, you know, the whole mm-hmm. Islamophobia thing. That came out because of the vociferous activist organizations in Islam. I mean, they, they defend their faith. We don't have that. We have no public outcry from Christian organizations saying, how dare you categorize this as this is somehow relevant to his crime. He committed the, uh, you know, uh, Crimes against the state in violation of the oath that he took. What does that have to do with him being a Christian? Why are we pointing out that he's a Christian?
0: So we're somehow
1: makes us traitors. That's the implication.
0: Yeah. So where are they going with this? Coming after Christians.
1: They, they, you know, um, we tell, uh, we tell uh, kids not to watch so many horror movies because it desensitizes you to violence. Mm. That you don't want to project those images on your brain because then it desensitizes you to violence and then you get in some dangerous patterns. Well, that's the same thing where if you keep repeating phrases where you're implying to a public, Christians are the enemy. Christians don't want women to have rights. Christians don't want trans to have rights. Christians don't want little kids to have books in their libraries. Christians steal information from the government. They're actually traitors. Well, then what happens? The public starts to see Christians as public enemy number one. Right. It's projecting an image that later leads people to think you must be the bad people. In a Christian country. Go figure. How does it happen in a Christian country? Wild. Dem- Wild. Only, only the devil could do that. Democrats. No, it's not just Democrats. <laughs> it isn't. <laughs> It I mean, isn't. It's just. It's. It's. It's everybody. It's people that are. You know. It, weak. Yeah. Just whatever side of the fence they're on, they're just part of the institutions and the and the machinery that wants to project that narrative.
0: Yeah, there's even. And you're right. I did, but I I do love to pick on the Democrats. Yeah. But um, it's way beyond parties. Yeah. Because there are the Republicans who are saying, "Hey, don't talk about abortion," and they just want you. To- <laughs> hey, it doesn't. It- they don't want us to talk about abortion because they don't want to lose. It's not about winning or losing an election. It is what does God say about life? Right. What does it say about uh, what does it say about a child's life? Where you know it, it's 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 God's gift. It, it, we're going to now say okay, just because we want to win the next election, we're not gonna we're not gonna fight for children.
1: Yeah, this is <laughs>
0: the, the attack. And so you have these Republicans that actually get up there and say, "Oh, this is a losing message." It, it, okay. How about you just, you have to stay strong.
1: No, but they have a right to do that because they didn't get elected as Christians. They got elected as Republicans. Mm -hmm. So they have a right to do that. But us as Christians, when we are representing the Christian community, when we are the church, when we go out in terms of ministry or pastors or teachers of the Bible or scholars or activists or worship leaders, we have to defend biblical truths if people attack or attribute a crime to a person and and mention his religion, as if it's somehow connected, we should cry out that that's inflammatory. That's, that's inappropriate for you to do that, but there's nothing. Like we allow this to be perpetuated and allow the general public to think, wow, them crazy Christians.
0: Right. It's going to be fun the next few years.
1: (laughs) (laughs) it'd be just fun going to
0: church. church i just i just just watching pastor jack hibbs just just tear lay it, up. it all out lay it all out there tear it up stay strong and the church just keeps growing and growing and growing yes it's so amazing um anything else about your article that you think is um important to just read it and be prepared um it's like fighting it's like right now they're we're fighting for uh men not to compete with women in sports and and it's just really. Anytime I say it out loud, or even at the school board, I, I talked about um, not having pornography in schools. It, it just. I. I even said it on that day. I just said, I don't even know why I have to be standing here saying this. <laughs> I go, what the hell happened? That, that actually, we have to stand up here and and say that that's not right. Well, everybody knows it's not right. Everybody does. I
1: heard this really interesting discussion between Matt Gates and um, on the Hill mm-hmm. where he was complaining about the military having um, a trans policy mm-hmm. and everyone. And he says, do you not think this is, this is a problem for recruitment when you put out a memo saying that men can shower people with male genitalia that as female can shower with the women in the open stalls, wherever. And he says, And they said, do you think this is going to reduce recruitment? And the lady's like, I don't think that. I mean, this is the policy bubble. And like dancing around the issue. And then finally, one general was like, no, I I actually don't think it's going to help recruitment. But the thing is one lady. And then one lady said, the thing women are most concerned about is sexual abuse in the military. And he said, well, do you think this is (laughs) going to help? Like, Exactly. So telling men they could shower in their showers is, is going to help their fear of sexual abuse.
0: All they have to do is go to the prisons where men have been able to identify as women and they put them in women's prisons and, and, and talk about, uh, talk to the warden about the number of rapes that have occurred because of that, (laughs) (laughs) because it's just a shame. Wow, It really is a, a dark time for those people that are not Christian. True yes. Christians.
1: Yes. <laughs> so find your faith, folks. Hold on.
0: Yeah, Cindy's correct here. Um, she says?
1: Uh, people are scared or in denial, and therefore they don't cry out.
0: Right. Then You, you might have seen my – I had a Facebook post uh, that I just put up that said uh, something very similar, that if you are not willing to speak out against men competing with women in women's sports, then you're the problem. Yeah. And uh, this is uh, really – Nuts. I remember early in the stages of the pandemic, and this will be the last thing I think, uh, during the uh, pandemic um, before you and I met is that I kept yelling at my friends <laughs> <laughs> before I started getting suspended, before they started suspending you for such things. As I was yelling at my friends, I said, because people would tell me, I said, well, um, th- you know, they could they had to take things back in their background down because they were all everybody's doing zooms. Yeah. And they had to take like, they had an American flag or they had a cross or they had, you know, maybe even a, a God forbid, Trump. a Trump, you know, picture that they had to police the, the, the background or else they'd get fired. And I go, really? I go, why don't you put two of those up? I go, I don't, what do you mean? Get fired then. And they go, well, that's easy for you to say. I go, I've got, I've lost jobs because I was a Christian. I, <laughs> I don't understand. Like these yeah. people are just so quick to just like bend the knee and say, well, I don't want to upset anybody. And then they stop talking to their family. Uh, Because they didn't and they stopped saying they began to, you know, identify they begin to identify as Democrat, even though they were Republicans, because they were afraid to make their their family and friends upset had friends that even did that. And they go, what's wrong with you people? People have no no spine. Sorry, I'm getting all fired up.
1: Yeah, that's (laughs) I think he just went off the reservation. Sorry, this is the old Andy. He comes back around every now and then we just have to put him back in the grave.
0: Get back! Get back! <laughs> I had a cousin. She attacked me and I go, well, I, I, I'm not changing my mind. She goes, well, you you make me feel bad for being a Democrat. I said, well, you should. <laughs> 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 you see what you guys are doing? Oh, So there we go. Anyway. I should have ended early. Yeah. Um,
1: what can we do? Sometimes you just get on a roll.
0: <laughs> <laughs> How do you want to land this plane, Snugs? I don't know. Oh. Okay. Be strong. Be the- strong for this world.
1: Yes. Be strong and courageous and know that your Lord God is with you. And most importantly, know that you're saved, folks. Yes. If you do not know that you are saved, if you have not yet met the Lord Jesus Christ, then he'll meet you where you are. Just reach that um, point in your relationship that you've accepted him as Lord and Savior. Repent, turn, and um, walk with Christ. It's a life changer. It's a game changer.
0: Oh, Carrie's late. The only Sorry, thing she Carrie. heard was, we started, my, was we started my rant. It.
1: <laughs> we started early i mean yeah you can hear all kinds of shenanigans from andy than this yeah, one
0: yeah towards the end we
1: Probably. may have even lost some viewers as what uh,
0: no <laughs> they feel the same as i do thank
1: There's you fun. all we love you and we are going to be back on tomorrow too <laughs> thank you for joining us
0: no we'll be watching but we'll be back on
1: <laughs> well, we'll be back
0: all right um, god bless i love you guys
1: have a great start to your weekend god bless bye